0: You're listening to Hoxton FM. Hoxton.fm.
1: This is Felix from the Basement Jacks on Hoxton FM. Femi Fem
0: Hoxton.fm
1: Yes Blood, I'm Mel black and you're listening
0: to Hoxton FM. In a house.
2: Now, this is Jamie Jones, and you're listening to Hoxton FM. Yo, what's going on? It's Raskett, supporting Hoxton FM, underground radio. Gotta support the local talent, you know what time it is. We're out here doing big things in the world, yeah. Raskett,
3: don't know, one. I think you need a. I never knew a love, 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 love like Wait. It's gonna get hectic.
0: You're listening to Hoxton FM. Hoxton.fm.
2: Welcome to Stuck On Air, I'm Dan Formless, and I've got Status Lazaridis in the studio. It's Friday, it's four o'clock and five o'clock even, but um, it feels like four and I'm starting off with something a bit more commercial actually, it's a Maya Jane Coles remix of SRTW We Were Young. I just kind of like it, it kind of puts me in the mood. mm So, this track is called Broken and it is out on the new EP from Status Lazaridis, and that's on Memoria. Is that right? Memoria! Memoria. So, firstly, Status. Hello. Hello, thank you for coming down, really appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. We've been kind of like um, throwing things back and forth uh, and we've finally got a date and now you're here.
1: I am here and we've got a date together, darling.
2: Exactly, just after Valentine's. <laughs> I'm newly single, so uh, I am available. Excellent. Um, but you very kindly brought me a copy of it on 180 gram vinyl, black 182
1: stuff. 182 to be exact. Uh, it this did... is two grams better than the other ones. It felt <laughs> just a
2: little bit better than all the other
1: ones. Exactly. Yep.
2: That's me all the way. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we've been listening to one side, which is broken, and when that runs out, I'm going to flip it over and play the other side whilst we have a little bit of a chat. Indeed. And uh, then we're not kind of rushing or anything. Yeah, yeah. but, But we're not going to do the normal, hey, man, come and play for an hour and just play loads of music and mix and stuff, because... Everybody knows you, you know you can mix. Everybody knows you can mix. You wanted to come and play us some of your inspirations, the the music that really got you into what you're doing.
1: Well, first of all, you know, people need to know that I'm really old. (laughs) Okay? And uh, when they know that I'm old, they know also and they accept that I'm wise.
2: And then they respect you instantly.
1: Instantly, without me doing anything. Just saying that I'm old. Okay. Uh, uh, Seriously, I am going to play a selection of records between the years 1992 and 2002 I'm gonna have I'm gonna play my first ever production on vinyl which actually it's an acetate that it's the only copy I haven't got any other digital copy or anything like this is the first ever track I've done cool and I have never played it on air before amazing and there's like a lot of other inspirational for me tracks from the 90s which was an amazing decade for me to get involved with this scene and uh, most of my inspiration comes from U.S. House. Okay, so U.S. House, right. it's yeah. going to be U.S. House, it's going to be U.S. producer, you know, uh, mainly, but I'm going to have a couple of really good, respectful U.K. producers and we're going to sort of do a desert island disc. We're going to speak, we're going to play a track, we're not going to mix this time, we're going to do things differently the and de- we're going to the- speak about Terra Firma.
2: The David Mancuso uh, style. So he used to play every single track in its entirety. Better though. So that, obviously, obviously, Thanks. you know, he just invented the New York loft parties. You know, not he didn't do that much. But um, so people will probably know you from um, more recently. You were uh, resident with Rhythmatic, and right. along with Archie Hamilton and, and uh, Kerry and Wesley Razzie. And, um, you and you and Archie have uh, worked on a few things together, haven't you?
1: Yes, we have worked together on a few releases. Uh, we've done a release on Memoria on another Dutch label called Ruiz. Uh, we had the first release, which is uh, really really proud of that. It was really good. It's a really good label. And uh, we haven't worked together for about a year now. Because he's just blowing
2: uh, up, isn't he? He's just kind of doing amazingly well, which is great.
1: So basically I carried on his career and now he's taking over and making all the money and I'm the sort of classic person of the one that stays back, but he's the hero, really. Oh, okay. So you're you're staying underground. People, yeah, as long as, as, as you know, people know that sort of thing. Yeah, are And absolutely. Archie definitely agree, agrees. You know, he can phone in and protest it if he wants to. <laughs>
2: um, was the release that you did on Memorial? was that the one with the, the artwork with the red-headed girl? That's the one. I absolutely one. love that. Like, you know, I really cherish well, that in, in, in my collection. Well, I love Julie Uber-Alice. Yes, um, she is amazing. She is amazing. And Hello,
4: Julie. If you listening <laughs> to me? My yeah,
2: big shout out to Julie. <laughs> Really, um, I think I've just managed to get a print off of her. Fingers crossed of a lady and a bird. Um, ah, cool. But yeah, like really, really, really cool. It's really nice always to see when um, someone goes to that that extra effort to. Yeah. You know, there's this whole thing about vinyl and it being cool, but it's like it's it's in a, an option uh, that you have to kind of include artwork and it actually mean something, and yeah. rather than just kind of being on a screen. And
1: Absolutely, I mean, we are a small pocket of resistance with everything that else going on in the scene, in the global scene. But this is the right thing, you know, the right way to do things, and uh, it's you know, it's it's. It's a bit of a cliche to say the labor of love, but uh, you know, love is important, so I'm willing to labor for it.
2: Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And so we're listening to the other side of your latest labor of love. Um, So what is the EP called?
1: The EP is called The Broken EP. Broken EP? Yeah, broken, like me. (laughs) Like
2: the equipment earlier, but um, Slavi has fixed it. I think he just, he clicked clicked one button. He came in, he waltzed in. From uh, studying at SAE all Just day, and 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 I was like, oh, I think it's the cables, and I plugged everything back in, and he's like, click, and then it stops going backwards, and everything works fine. So, um, right, tell me about Terra Firma. <laughs> tell, tell me what you will let me know, let the <laughs> listeners know, because there's you're you're doing this new project, and yeah. it's it's not your typical project. It's kind of a, a bit different, and it, it, as far as I'm understanding, and like. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is involving a lot more art forms, um, sort of all together. So you've got music, and you've got dance. What what else? Tell us.
1: Everything that uh, uh, is related to art can be connected with electronic music, and I'm trying to fuse different things. But I'll I'll start I'll start from somewhere else, uh, you know, so people can understand a little bit better about what Terraferma is. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh, although I'm not going to say names or where I was, two weeks ago I was invited to a board meeting that a lot of really important people of the industry, people that run things, were around a really big board table and I was part, as Terraferma was part of that sort of arrangement. They were saying and they were speaking and uh, they were saying things, for example, if electronic music was in the FTSE it would be number 74 there. The, the worth of 2012, or I think 2012, was 6.2 billion wow. worldwide. Wow. And the people inside this organization that was speaking, they were speaking about how to help young producers, how to uh, get people paid for their work because, you know, the piracy, many different ways of how they can help. It was a good organization. But the thing I realized is that everybody's talking about this global thing. Yeah. They don't speak, they don't spend time to speak about the actual locality yeah. of the scene because local scenes are the cradles yes. of the people that they produce the future music. Yeah. You cannot have people produce mind-blowing mo- uh, music only just being on the on the on the bedroom uh, that you need to have an actual living entity, like scene, like a record label, like a club night, like a
2: radio station, like a radio station, (laughs)
1: right? Exactly. So So you need you need people, uh, you know, especially in London, we know the problems that the, the scene has been facing for a few years now. And we sort of Uh, soul-searched and found us uh, and found what the problem was. There was uh, really good articles around and uh, people agreed and people said something needs to be done about nobody's actually speaking up for us. But where it finished is where everybody congratulate themselves that they found out what's wrong with it. Nobody spoke, uh, as far as I know, okay? Nobody spoke about the next step. Now we know we identify the problems that we're facing as a scene yep. how we actually can survive within this environment and these conditions and this is what i'm trying to do with terraferma uh, ideally on uh, you know terraferma for me it's it's an idea it's a philosophy of doing many different things that help it's a quite soci- so- socialist okay. sort of, uh, you know view of seeing things yeah um, and uh, yeah basically one of the things that I'm, I'm, the, the flagship of the Terra Firma, you know, uh, activities is going to be this thing that you, I sent you and you read about, it and it's called the Art Eight Project.
2: And you, you just so people understand, you sent me it. You sent me a special login, and then you said you can't tell anyone about it. We can't. We're not going to really talk about it on the on the radio because there's this. Uh, it's got to come at the right time. Yeah. Um, but we can skirt around it, and and I watched it everything you do is very very well put together, very uh, well presented, and so I watched this kind of video that, that put everything perfectly, and I just sat there going, that's brilliant, that's so great that someone's doing that. I want to tell everyone, and I can't. So please just share what what you're um, prepared to share.
1: Well, basically, uh, you know, at the moment I am uh, uh, I am in talks with with people that can help me make this plan a reality. And it's it's not wise for me to actually give the information yeah. out because I have a plan for the next few months or how everything is gonna come out. And it needs to come out a certain way so people understand and digest the whole idea. But what I can say is that it's the Art Aid Project. Art Even Aid, it, okay, yeah, yeah. The Art Aid Project. Basically, it's a series of interconnected activities yeah. they work together as a mechanism to uh, spotlight undiscovered uh, talent but also uh, create a sense of community within the scene uh, it's it's a sort of a small scene starter in a way and what I like about it is
2: it encourages philanthropy it encourages people to put back um, and and support new talent which I think is absolutely brilliant and I think the, the way that it's kind of, uh, the proposal goes, I can't see anyone saying, oh no, I wouldn't be interested in that. It's, it's very kind of, uh, I think it would bring everyone in together to kind of support it.
1: Hopefully this is the plan, uh, and uh, you know, I could have you know, I started working with, uh, you know, the ideas of terra firma 15, uh, 16, 17 months ago after I I gave up uh, uh, arithmetic. Mm. And uh, for me, it was like literally sitting down for months and and seeing how we can utilize the things that we know. Uh, uh, Because you have a history of 30 years in electronic music. What you have to do is to survive, is to pick up the good bits. Yeah. And, you know, the history is like things happened the way it happened because they happened yeah it's just an equation so that you see the equation and and you sort of see it in a mathematical sense to say i take the good bits yeah and this way i can survive with what electronic music meant in the beginning which was electronic music and the whole culture is like the antibodies of a society that is sick and this is something that turns my said very very Correctly, yeah. And one, my 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 second, my third article on this on the website is going to be because of that. We have morphed the the majority of the scene has morphed into the mainstream society that we were once pushing a, against. A, pushing against exactly. Right. And this is the pursuit of profit. The pursuit of profit made nobody. You know, nobody's evil that they said, well, oh, I want to prostitute dance music 30 years ago, or oh, this is the plan how to do it. It's just the system of greed gets into everywhere and it gets into, all right, there's money to be made there. And it's take yeah. that route.
2: And I think the, the first step is often you're doing something you're passionate about and you want to do it for as, as much of you know the time you have. And uh, there's two ways of going, aren't there? There's do some different kind of work and subsidize what you're doing or you know, do what you're doing as a professional, as in charging for it. And often when you charge, you're then uh, on that slippery slope and you're, you're kind of, um, how would I put it, uh, starting to lose sight of what you, why you got into it. And I, I personally felt that when I ended up DJing and I was being asked to play in West End clubs and it was paying really great. So I was doing it and then by the end, I was realizing I was playing Rihanna to idiots who didn't really care what you were playing anyway. And they were, and I hated the music, and I was like, just stood there thinking, I'm getting paid to DJ, and I feel soulless. And so, like, I broke away and kind of went and started Hoxton FM, and tried to surround myself with people that are passionate about what they're doing. So, I think it's really great what you're what you're doing. Thank you, mate. Um, and I've got the manifesto now. You've given me yes, the manifesto. Yes, I gave you
1: the manifesto. This manifesto actually uh, went to very, very few people. Uh, as you know, I don't want everybody to, you know, to know to know. Them. I mean, I'm not, you know. <laughs> I'm not Scrooge. It's like I want people to know everything about. That's why I, I, you know I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for me. The whole idea. It's a non-profit thing. Yeah. I'm doing it for the scene. But the, you know, it's like people need to find out what it is slowly, so they can digest it and and find you know and see. Pe- what's, people, yeah. What's people happening.
2: definitely get sensory overload very quickly now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, exactly. It's like you have to hold back. The more you hold back, in my opinion and you do it in a professional manner, the more you hold back, the more desirable you're going to be, especially within the climate of underground scenes. Because you can get chewed up and spat
2: out so quick if, yeah. you, if you flood the, you know, if you're putting out loads and loads of music and then people are like, oh yeah, those guys, they're, you know, last six months ago they were hot, but now, you know, who cares, let's move on to the next thing.
1: It's overload on everything on music, on labels, on DJs, on on producers. There's not an overload for managers, on agents yes, but on managers on people that actually, run people's careers yeah. and they are there.
2: The people with the skill set to help the artists exactly. realise that their exist. potential.
1: Yeah, That doesn't exist because everybody thinks that as soon, as long as I have a computer and I have the access to all these easy programmes that they can make me feel as a producer, as a DJ, as a manager, as a this or that, that they do it and then they think that this is it. But
2: okay, so they geek, they geek out basically. Yeah. They, uh, they get, um, I remember growing up and my dad was really into hi-fi yeah. and it was, you know, all these people like doing all these weird things with their hi-fi to try and get the, the better sound, the better sound and you couldn't even tell, you know, yeah. they, were, they were getting marker pens and putting marker pen around the edge of the CDs because apparently yeah. that stopped the light diffracting <laughs> off the edge, but uh, <laughs> all these stupid things, um, but I still blew up his sound system with my Ghostbusters record trying to play <laughs> at six in the morning, um, but yeah, so can we, can we get some sort of time, before we go into you playing the beginning of your Desert Island Discs, um, can we get some sort of time frame? Do you know the time frame of when we're going to find out about Art Aid and...
1: Yes, basically, uh, um, I'm planning to produce the next three body workshops, which... Uh, some people already seen it's a fusion between electronic music and contemporary dance. Yes. And it's been uh, broadcasted by Biatv. Great. Uh, planning to do three shows from now till the end of the uh, end of the spring, and uh, we are planning to be ready to launch officially the Art8 project uh, in either IMS or on the on the AD that is coming in front of
2: us. So is that May? Uh, We're
1: talking about May, October, so by this autumn, the whole project is going to be out for everybody to see and obviously when the project is out, that means that the venues that we already agreed and the media partner that needs to be with us, they're all on the same boat. And this is the process that's happening right now. So within the next few months, we're aiming to start the actual projects at the end of autumn 2015.
2: Well, having had the privilege of um, seeing the Art Aid thing and um, I really appreciate you letting me uh, see it, Uh, I'm very excited about it and really, really looking forward to, you know, when everyone knows about it and they can put their their energy behind it. Right, so we've pretty much come to the end of uh, your release. So we've played your whole release, but we've kind of talked over half a (laughs) minute. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just go and buy it, all right, guys? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, So... Let's, let's fade this down, let's uh, start off. Do you, do you want to tell us about your first record? Yes, yeah,
1: yes, I'm going to, basically, the first record I'm going to play today. Tonight, Matthew, I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, It's from a label that it's like, absolutely iconic and massive, strictly rhythm, uh, you know, I think most people know it. And it's a record by Barbara Tucker, and it's a, a master's at work mix. Ah. But m- like Masters at Work doing acid house, not okay. doing soulful stuff. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's something that I've been playing for 20 years and you can see the scratches on the record <laughs> basically. And uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, basically uh, Masters at Work for me it was a massive influence into getting into dance music. Yeah. And I also, Louis Vega is a good friend of mine, I, I named yeah. my son after him. That sort of thing. Ah. So, uh, uh, you know, this is like a mix that, for me, uh, represents the great US house of the beginning of the 90s, uh, which, you know, made everybody so, you know, uh, to get involved into into dance music sort of thing. So uh, there it is. Let's roll it.
0: there's something I want to say I'll give you what you need and what you want baby, all you have to do is stay Before you walk out of my life there's something I want to say I'll give you what you need and what you want baby, all you have to do is stay Before you walk out of my life Something I want to say I'll give you what you need and what you want baby all you have to do-
2: So you are stuck on air with me, Dan Formless, joined by Status Lazaridis doing his Desert Island Discs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very so, much
1: enjoying that. I've never done a Desert Island Discs.
2: Yeah, it's kind of, we're trying to take ourselves to that next level of like, you know.
1: You make me feel successful.
2: Oh, well, your, your respect, respect, was it? We wanted to make sure you had respect. Yes.
1: And, respect. Um, Without respect. The
2: respect. Yes. Um, Status Respect Lazaridis. That's the one. Um, So that track was Barbara Tucker.
1: A track called Stay Together, and it was a Masters at Work mix. Uh, A lot of people conceive Masters at Work with this soulful, you know, vocalistic, which is true, but uh, uh, people don't realise that B-sides and remixes back in the early 90s were a a lot of acid house, a lot of minimal music. And, uh, you know, it was basically the beginning of what you you know, call now, you know, the minimal sound. Okay, so should we move on? Should we? Yes, we're going to move on. And you're telling me, and, I've got uh, an
2: amazing story for you about this one. Yes.
1: Next uh, is um, my friend uh, Felix the House Cat. Felix the Housecat, okay. From his uh, album Metropolis Presentate, the album, which came out uh, um, in... Uh, the mid '90s. Okay. Basically, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I I work in the summer for a club in Mikons called Cavo Paradiso. I've been there since nineteen ninety nine, and uh, Felix came to play once uh, about ten years ago. That club, you like?
2: You're booking all the top guys all through the summer, aren't you? So, yes. So you're yes. kind of rubbing shoulders with all these guys.
1: Yes. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. I can. I have a few stories to to. So to this say, is. It's know.
2: all fitting now. This is how you know everyone. Ah, yeah. there you go. So how long ago did you meet Felix the house cat? Uh, ten years
1: ago. Okay. Uh, we booked him to play at the club. I was DJing with him. I was warming up for uh, for him. And um, basically, uh, Felix uh, started to play after me. And uh, there was, although I'm not going to say any more names again. <laughs> <laughs> I told that to Madonna the other day. I hate name dropping. <laughs> And he had a couple of friends that they were rowdy and they got drunk. One of them was English, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they got drunk and they were a bit rude and stuff, and the security guys were trying to get them out. But they wouldn't go out. And uh, because I was there in the booth, uh, they were under control. But at some point I left in the morning. The club stays on till like uh, the early morning de- uh, yeah. hours. So I left the club to go to the airport to pick up Satoshi Tomi, another... Yeah amazing, big, yeah. you know, legend. Uh, and uh, I, after I picked him up, I said to him, do you want to go to the club to have a quick drink before you go to the hotel? He said, let's go. So I arrived at the club and I see this rowdy couple inside the DJ booth and the security guys tried to get them out. Basically the, the situation there uh, lost control completely. And, um, and so the girlfriend of this uh, uh, rowdy couple picks up a, a broken glass and whacks a security guy on the head and it opens up it's op- uh, opens up the whole uh, uh, you know f- forehead of him and there's like there is blood spewing on the records on the dance floor uh, why the music is on now okay and there's like blood coming out uh, uh, he's like screaming and crying and it's daytime now so everybody can see what's going on and uh, at the same time the security the other security guys hold the guy of the girlfriend responsible so he gets scared that they're going to yeah, him pa- up, yeah. And he's running outside the club. He's running to save his life. The security guys behind him, uh, on the on the left side of the club, there's a cliff that uh, leads into the water, the, yeah. the sea. So because he's so scared, he jumps to get you know off the, the cliff. Off the cliff to go into the sea. We're talking about a hundred feet, no, not not hundred feet. I'm talking about fifty feet going down. Okay and he misses, he doesn't reach the water. He, he, he actually breaks his leg and he's with an open wound in the middle of a sea. Uh, and, and this finishes because somebody is picking him up and, take, uh, take, uh, and took him to the, to the hospital. But uh, I am left with Felix after all this yeah, thing. Yeah. I am left with Felix. Satoshi, Felix's manager and Felix's girlfriend in the car going back home. There is blood everywhere. There is sweat everywhere, and we're going on. And suddenly, while we're driving, his girlfriend uh, gets really upset because he was apparently he was looking at this other girl, and she got jealous and started punching him in the on the face. Oh my god! And I'm watching that while I'm driving, and uh, he's like, now he's got blood in his lips, but he's laughing because he's so drunk on tequila. Yeah. And uh, she gets so overwhelmed that she starts puking in the car. So when I arrived with Satoshi and everybody else at the hotel, my car (laughs) had puke.
2: There's every bodily fluid that exists. Exactly. (laughs) Puke, tears, sweat, blood.
1: Exactly. Wow. The last thing I'm going to say is that the guy that jumped into the water, it's now Steve Aoki's manager.
2: Uh (laughs) And on that note we will play this track by Come on, Felix. Felix the House Cat. Okay, so that was Felix the house cat and we're doing our Desert Island Discs with Statis Lazaridis stuck on air on Hoxton FM. Uh, so that's a pretty intense story. That's kind of that's kind of shaken me up a little bit. Um, <laughs> have, you, have you got uh, anything to add to that? Or, uh...
1: No, I mean, uh, you know, I can, I think I'm gonna keep the rest of the stories from, from Cow to blackmail my bosses if they uh, Absolutely. Uh, fire me one day. Uh, sorry, I said to write a book. <laughs> Um, I hope di- they're not listening. You
2: did say that the guy took two years in and out of hospital yeah. to, with his leg. Yeah, so, um, that's right. If you're thinking of jumping off cliffs, we don't recommend it.
1: No, do not, and especially when you're drunk.
2: Especially when you're drunk. Okay, um, so, what have you got for us next?
1: Next, uh, I have. Uh, uh, I've got this album from this amazing guy from the 90s, from the US, called Armando, uh, that uh, left us early very early due to leukemia i think uh. and uh, it's uh, i mean if if the guy was alive he would be an absolute absolute legend not everybody knows him the people that you know dig in the records obviously yeah. know who he, who he is but i don't think the wider audience uh, knows but uh, they should and they should appreciate his sound i think they should go on discogs and and uh, look out for him because he's uh, he was uh, one of my heroes when I was, uh, you know, a young DJ in the 90s.
2: Okay, should okay. we should we just go into this one? Do you want to?
1: Yes, and the the track is called Bells '96, which is yeah. Uh, let's just have a listen to it. <laughs>
2: As abrupt as I thought, um, but you did warn me that it was going to be abrupt. So, uh, so that was Armando, and uh, what was the name of the track?
1: Bill's ninety six by Armando.
2: Okay. Armando. Sorry. Armando. And uh, what what have you got for us next?
1: Right next, it's a remix, a, a an edit from two guys that I absolutely adore and always have been, and I think that they are understated. And I think they deserve more recognition. It's mood to swing. They they've done a ton of remixes on people, and basically they will used to take soulful vocals, but pu- putting on techie tracks underneath. And this this what you're gonna hear now. It's like a remix of a really soulful track. If you if you hear the soulful version, you think you're in a jazz club, sort of thing. But the sound that they've done, and it was a sound that it was doing. It was it was happening 20 years ago. For me, tech house in a way, you know, it's U.S. tech house is what these guys were doing with uh, um, soulful vocals on top, which for me it's a really good combination. I think that uh, the whole sound that is around and has been around for a few years, it's it's great on a rhythmic, uh, you know, uh, level, and it gives you ways of doing your own imagination on things and going your own way. But I do think that we miss a little bit of drama. We miss melody and we miss vocals within our sound. And I think that uh, they should bring it back if I was elected.
2: I think I think the interesting thing is is that the, the exploration into the whole rhythmic thing has gone quite far. And the people are seeing what they can like drop off and they've dropped it down to just basically drums. It's and easy. A, and a, the odd bleep.
1: It's easy to do drums. It's not, it's not rocket science, especially with the programs that are there now. Uh, you know, it's like, even if you do amazing individualistic drums and you spend time on it, I think that the real skill, it's how you touch the soul with everything else too. I yeah. mean, it's, 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 for me, it's a split down the middle. You know the scene if you if you think about how it originated from the disco era and how this disco music carried uh, the us house sound till the uh, till the turn of the century to be honest with you i mean in the, in the end it was like the one left any more disco samples to to sample and it was done overkill yeah. big time but uh, you know the element that you had you know a little bit of glamour a little bit of of drama into the situation, a little, a little bit of Studio 54 yeah. into a uh, fabric sort of thing, yeah. it won't hurt anybody and I think it will be, you know, it will be good.
2: Okay, great.
1: So yeah, uh, this is from, uh, uh, one second, <laughs> as he reaches for the sleeve, <laughs> Stephanie Cook and uh, it's called Holding On To Your Love, it's a mood swing dub.
2: So we're still doing this Desert Island Dish thing, that's what we're doing all the way through till seven, stuck on air with Statis Lazaridis. And uh, tell us again what that was, that was Stephanie Cook.
1: Yes, uh, Hold On To Your Love, uh, uh, Mood To Swing remix, which is John Siafona and uh, Lime Springsteen, I think,
2: yes. Ah, you see, I didn't even know that. I've got I've got some Lems. crazy John Siafoni mix of... Um, Ah, uh, Peace Division track. Yeah, yeah. Is. Man, that is insane, insane. Um, okay, so that is basically early US tech house.
1: Yeah, this is from 1994. Okay,
2: 1994. so just, yeah, just next. 20 years ago.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. Next up, next up, it's uh, basically, next up it's the first ever, uh, Track I produced, finished, and sort of pressed into an acetate. This acetate actually is the only copy of this record because I've lost all the digital files, and uh, well, it was a DAT tape back then of, yeah. the, of the of the actual uh, master, and this is the only copy that exists. It's from 1999, actually produced in 98 and I remember the time I produced it, it was when Germany was playing with England in the World Cup and David Beckham got a red card For 98. Was that the, England? No, England, G- Argentina. Argentina. That was the, the game. L-
2: the little pe- impetuous, uh, yes, I petulant... Was at- yeah.
1: Yes, I was at SAE doing this track at the time of the wow. of the game, which I'm a football fan, and that says a lot. Yeah. you know that people need to know that sort of thing. But um, uh, yeah, this is the the first ever track I've done, the first try, and uh, although it sounds a bit outdated or whatever you want to call it, I am very proud of it. And here it goes. It's called uh, LF, LFO Science because the sounds that I used. Were from mainly from the Nord lead, which is the LFO of the Nord lead, yeah. which is a really nice synth. And there it goes.
2: So that track has probably been played less than 20 times in its entire yeah, existence? exactly. So that is a, um, an acetate or, as we say in London, a dub plate uh, from Statis Lazaridis, And and uh, that was, you were saying that was made or, or yeah produced in SAE? Yes. About f- 16 years ago?
1: Uh, six, 17, 16, 17, yeah. yeah. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> Think how much respect you get for that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody listening, I demand some respect. Respect me, respect me. <laughs>
2: um, so we I always say this on radio, all the best stuff gets said off mic. Um, whilst that track was playing, we've just talked about uh society, socialism, politics, everything. But we're not gonna tell you any of, of that. That was that was a nice conversation that um Status and I had. And uh let's let's move on let's uh keep it all fun and light-hearted and for sure. upbeat. Why not? What what have you got for us next?
1: Right, next uh next up we've got this um classic from Plastic City. It's from a guy called John Silva. Uh it's a very simple track. Uh that is called I've had enough and it's something that uh, was played to me at my first ever after party and uh I was surrounded by my best friends and it means really a lot because uh, the way the track goes and it changes halfway, sort of don't expect it when it comes out, the way it comes out and it gives a little sort of ray of sunshine into whatever you were doing so this is John Silver and I've had enough, You can be a good track for uh, uh, you know, a last track, I've had enough
2: Ok, excellent, you could have saved it but you told me what you are going to play ah. at the end uh, yeah afterwards. so yeah of course, of course. even of course. better you have got better, better things like, to play yeah, in. yeah keep, keep that one up your sleeve <laughs>
4: I've
0: had enough, I've had enough, I've had Is over, I've had enough. Your time is over, I've had enough.
2: We haven't had enough of Stasis Lazaridis yet with his Desert Island discs. And uh, I think that that one that one was so that was John Silver. I've had enough. And you heard that, at your first ever after party. Where was your first ever after party?
1: It was in a town called Thessaloniki in Greece, in North Greece. It was uh, like after a, a gig that I played there. And uh, obviously I was living here in the UK and went back and uh, it was a night that I saw my friends. That's, that's uh, Monica Ross. Monica <laughs> Ross is at the door. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it was in Greece uh, uh, about uh, 16, 17 years ago. Okay. And uh, what have you got for us next? Right. Next, it's uh, uh, two guys that uh, I also love. They're from the UK. They're legends, absolute legends. Pete Heller and Terry Farley. And um, the actual um, release, it's a remix for a thing called uh, Love Beads. This is the only way. And uh, it's, uh, for me, Pete Heller and Terry Farley in in the late 90s, beginning of the 21st century, they were absolutely amazing. Represented the UK house sound 100%. And it's also people that I I love, I, I would like to see, East London to sort of showcase these guys because they carried the scene for many years. And I never see Pete Heller playing anywhere. I never see Terry Falli. I see the American guys from the 90s come and play here, but I don't see the UK guys.
2: I wound up for Pete Heller in, I don't know when, early, mid 2000s, uh, down in Bristol. Oh. And uh, yeah, like you just kind of think, oh, big love. And and that's it. But he's got like so much, so much. So I'm telling much. you,
1: man. It's like uh, you know, like Peace Division, for example, are legends. Yeah. You know these days, but these guys were the legends for guys like Peace Division.
2: Yes, they inspired the, these guys. Exactly, yeah, exactly. absolutely. So
1: this is one of my favorite ones, and uh, uh, it's called "This is the only way, and the only way is Essex." No, it's not. <laughs>
2: the only way is Milton Keynes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: vibratory It's a vibratory thing. 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 It's a vibratory thing.
2: So, we've we've uh, come to the the penultimate. Have we? Is, to is the this, end is this uh, the road. just before that finished? I was thinking, is this is this the this is this, this is you this is what you want to finish with.
1: This is what I want to f- this is but what I'm going to finish what,
2: what you are yeah what you will be finishing <laughs> with. Yes. And um so well you know we've got 10 minutes. It's not that long. Like so we're going to do some talking. Or is there anything we've missed? Have we we've talked about some really cool stuff off the mic and you just told me you do know you know the most now out of anyone and I <laughs> said that's because I'm special. And then I saw this
1: glint in your eye, and I thought, "Oh no, he's thinking I have to kill him now." <laughs> um, <laughs> you know too much. You're know too much. <laughs> well, um, basically, I tell you what, you know, because this is not 10 minutes, and uh, it's probably about six minutes or something like this. I I wanted to say something to finish off. You know, thank you very much, first of all, for inviting me, and uh, it's. You know, I haven't been out of the house for months, mate. Thank you for inviting me. Nobody Thank else you for loves coming. me. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I made I
2: made a tiny quip just before the last track about uh, Milton Keynes because uh, that's where you live. Yes. And that's actually where I was born and grew up. Yeah. So um, we, we both have uh, uh, a soft spot for Milton for sure, Keynes.
1: For sure, for sure. For sure. And uh,
2: basically... And sorry, anyone listening, we seem to have a lot of German listeners, anyone listening who's like, what the hell is that? It's a town, a sort of small city north of London by about 45 minutes on the train. That's right. New build. Some people say it's soulless, but they don't know what they're talking about.
1: No, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, a place is what you make of it. And uh, it's, you know, this generalization of a soulless place. It's like, you know, it's, it's too much. And I, I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of generalizations.
2: It's it's definitely built on some ideals though. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to know someone who's still there. Yes, yes. Um, I
1: am still there and I'm going to stay there till uh, Third World War starts, which uh, I'm going to move in New Zealand. I thought that's already started. Yeah, it started, but, you know, it's going to get... The
2: real, uh, the real, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: okay. uh, uh, forget about that. So,
2: sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to add some small yes. trivia into the really important serious stuff, but I would love you to... I'm very, very grateful that you came down and um, Thank you, mate. It, it's it's one of those things where I just kind of wanted to... Oh, someone else is at the door. Hello. It can't be Monica Ross. Um, so... Please, yeah, just. But uh... well,
1: basically, uh, um, I wanted to say that I, I am, I am a little bit sad that uh, what's happening in London has shrunk the scene of what it was, and has created a hostile environment. I, I mean, you know, is it because of the conservative government? Is it because of local legislations that they're changing all the time? Is it because of greed? It might be for all these reasons. But what I'm trying to do with our aid project is to give a chance to the local scene to grow a little bit more because nobody's looking uh, about the problems that uh, the local scenes are facing. Uh, I, I, in a general sense, uh, Berlin, it's a much friendlier place to yes. live and cheaper place to yes. live than in London. And uh, there is a lot of uh, the talent pool in Berlin because of that has been growing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think that London is such an important place for, for, for electronic music. And it needs to be much healthier than it is now. And it is down only to ourselves. We are only the only we people. We have to be part of the do
2: solution, it. don't we? We can't just complain about stuff.
1: It, it's, it's one thing realizing that we, you have a problem, but you have to go one step further and sit down and say, who are we? What are we trying to do? Is there a chance to actually survive in this kind of environment of gentrification and everything else that goes around us? That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I haven't been out for, for, yeah. for a long time. You go out to a night, you haven't seen me anywhere for the last no. 18 months. It's, it's because of that, because I sat down and said, you know, I don't, I, I grew up, I cut my teeth here in London, I've been, you know, living in the UK for 20 years now, and I feel it's like my home and I want my home to be healthier than it is. And I want the young people to to, to realise how much we appreciated things in the past and how important they were for us. Like even the, the fact that there were so many record shops there was there was like a community of people seeing each other every Saturday for example you know after work though you know and it was ju- such a beautiful thing to belong to and I, I I want it back I want it to be much healthier than it is
2: I think what's interesting is you don't know what you've got until it's gone yeah. and and part of this contraction that we're seeing at the moment, I think is waking a lot of people up to that. And I think the, the real, you know, if people do come together and like form some sort of, uh, direction that they want to go in and push in the same direction, then I think, you know, it's possible to get some good venues running and, in, you know, doing the, the right things that aren't, um, ostracizing them from councils or communities or, or anything else. And I think that, um, there's still lots of opportunity you, you I think it's just dangerous to just go oh it's not fair the house prices the, the property prices everything's pushing you know you can complain about the situation or you can you can adapt. you have
1: to be you have to be poli- the scene needs to be politicized people yeah. say oh i don't uh, believe in politics Politics is how things, you know, politics affect your everyday life. Politics affect everything. You need to be politicized, and maybe if the young people that the producers or the DJs don't want to be politicized, the people that are be running the the scene and the, in the scene for 20 years, they need to be. They need to organize. There is a there is an article on the website on the Terra Firma website it's called the uh, important of activism in electronic music. If if readers can. They can go on Terra Firma, on the Terra Firma website and and read it. And so, what it, is it? It's
2: says wwwterra net And Terra is T E R R? Yes. A? Yes. F I R M A.net.
1: If they Google the phrase art beyond business, there we go it's the first result and it's the only result because this kind of concept it's the only result that. there's not many people doing this nobody else okay
2: okay well it's been absolutely amazing having you thank you so much for coming down and it's it's a lot more fun doing it this way this (laughs) is so much more fun this is like you know you can hear status playing at places like fabric and and have you have you been just completely neglecting like DJing, do you do you play anywhere? Is are you well, doing? Because you obviously all summer, yeah. you go and play in Greece. You're That's this right. resident DJ. You practice the art of the the warm up DJ. And do yeah. you, do you close as well sometimes or? Uh,
1: I I I'm, I don't I don't like closing within this current climate of music. But years ago I used to love uh, um, closing. But yeah, I've been warming up for this kind of people for the last uh, sixteen years. But I haven't played for the for, for the last four to five months. Okay, I haven't really done many gigs, hardly any, and uh, I am really concentrated on making this Art Aid project a reality. And this is so you're making a lot agenda. of
2: sacrifices for this, and you yes I do. You were, you I, I were think saying how much you put in.
1: There's so many DJs. There's so many producers out there. Uh, there's not enough. Dreamers, and there's not enough people that will say, "Okay, I want to think outside the box, yeah, everybody's going down the same route, and it's 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 becoming a bottleneck situation yeah. where there's too much of everything. yeah it's like we have to you know take it back, slow down, and see you know what we can We have real problems in the scene in London, and I think that together we can actually make a fucking difference, sorry and for I the think fact. and I
2: think the <laughs> The battle cry is about ready to play, so uh, without further ado, would you like to introduce this?
1: Yes, this is the amazing Wagner and is the Ride of the Valkyries.